0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Chardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Number three. A grateful heart
1: a garden is where there is always room for every lovely godlike grace to come to perfect bloom. Hymn number three.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, One with God is a Majority. And the readings will now be given by Craig from New Jersey.
2: The Bible. Daniel, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem, and besieged it. And the king spake unto Aspenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Belshazzar, and to Hananiah, of Shedrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who have appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat, and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, Deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat of the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine, that they should drink, and gave them pulse. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in in all his realm. Matthew, watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and he would not have suffered his house to be broken up. I'm gonna read from Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Vicaretti, the article Science and the Senses. Christian Science and the Senses are at war. It is a revolutionary struggle. We already have had two in this nation and they began and ended in a contest for the true idea, for human liberty and rights. Now cometh a third struggle, for the freedom of health, holiness, and the attainment of heaven. The scientific sense of being which establishes harmony enters into no compromise with finiteness and feebleness. It undermines the foundations of mortality of physical law breaks their chains and sets the captive free, opening the doors for them that are bound. He who turns to the body for evidence bases his conclusions on mortality, on imperfection. But science saith to man, God hath all power. The science of omnipotence demonstrates but one power and this power is good not evil not matter but mind capital mind this virtually destroys matter and evil including sin and disease if God is all and God is good it follows that all must be good and no other power law Or intelligence can exist. On this proof rests premise and conclusion in science and the facts that disprove the evidences of the senses. God is individual mind. This one mind and his individuality comprise the elements of all forms and individualities. And prophesy the nature and stature of Christ, the ideal man. A corporeal god as defined a corporeal god as often defined by lexographers and scholastic theologians is only an infinite, finite being, an unlimited man. A theory to me inconceivable. If the unlimited and immortal mind could originate in a limited body, mind would be changed to infinity, and the infinite forever finite. In this limited and lower sense, God is not personal. His infinity precludes the possibility of corporeal personality. His being is individual, but not physical. God is like himself and like nothing else. He is universal and primitive. His character admits of no degrees of comparison. God is not part, but the whole. In his individuality, I recognize the loving, divine Father-Mother God. Infinite personality must be incorporeal. God's ways are not ours. His pity is expressed in modes above the human. His chastisements are the manifestations of love. The sympathy of his eternal mind is fully expressed in divine science, which blots out all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. Human pity often brings pain science supports harmony denies suffering and destroys it with the divinity of truth whatever seems material seems thus only to the material senses and is but the subjective state of mortal and material thought science has inaugurated the irrepressible conflict between sense And so, mortal thought wars with this sense as one that beateth the air. But science outmasters it and ends the warfare. This proves daily that one on God's side is a majority. And correlative passages from Science and Health of Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Know thyself, and God will supply the wisdom and the occasion for victory over evil. Clad in a panoply of love, human hatred cannot reach you. The cement of a higher humanity will unite all interests in the one divinity. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that is illegitimate, because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity either of sin or sickness, but you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick agree to disagree with approaching symptoms of chronic or acute disease whether it is cancer consumption or smallpox meet the incipient stages of disease with as powerful mental opposition as a legislator would employ to defeat the passage of an inhuman law rise in the conscious strength of the spirit of truth To overthrow the plea of mortal mind, alias matter, arrayed against the supremacy of spirit. Blot out the images of mortal thought and its beliefs in sickness and sin. Then, when thou art delivered to the judgment of truth, Christ, the judge will say, Thou art whole.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn?
1: Hymn number 57. Father,
3: to thee we turn away from sorrow. Thou art the fountain whence our healing flows. Dark though the night, joy cometh with the morrow. Safely they rest who on thy love repose." Hymn number 57.
0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, July 6, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Our website plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature anywhere to read, study, and listen to, and some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about, and also writings by students who lived in her home and were daily taught directly by her. So browse through the website. There is never a charge. It's all free. Our goal is to share this teaching with all who will live it and use it to bless all mankind. Actually, we have a total of 17 different websites in a variety of languages so that people all around the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion, and they will continue during the summer. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other current topics and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, Our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us at both of these, the round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield, Many of the students call in on a dedicated teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number. And they can attend by phone, too. We are always happy to welcome new students. And we also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here, be sure to bring the little ones along, too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, Saint Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian Science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please.
4: Yes, hello. Um, I would like to express my deep gratitude to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and to all those at Plainfield for this service. Um, To quote Mrs. Eddy, every day makes its demands upon us for higher proofs rather than professions of Christian power. I'm so grateful for this demand and a lifetime of healings, which are more like revealings of God's perfect care have shown the nothingness of all that is unlike good, from the common cold to deep depression, from financial difficulties to childhood diseases. There is no lie about man that can withstand the truth that Christian science teaches us. Thank you very much, and good night.
0: Thank you. Karen from California. Go ahead, please. I am very
5: grateful for a demonstration I had on Monday as a result of turning to God for light on my raging thought. Ronald Cletty, in his article, God is All, says, Evil is really a positive proof that God, good, is real. When Jesus stilled the storm at sea, he knew the presence of God. He knew the carnal mind was telling a lie about the peace of mind about the quietness and stillness of omnipotence. A few nights ago, as we were approaching the 4th, more and more fireworks were being set off in our neighborhood, including our street. Fireworks in California have been illegal for years due to fears of injury and fires. Consequently, illegal fireworks have flooded the market, making them available year-round. This has resulted in fireworks being heard throughout the year. As July 4th approaches, fireworks become more noticeable. Some are so loud that on occasion they set off car alarms. I was becoming more and more disturbed about all this, not to mention fearful, angry, and self-righteous. How was I going to get through the 4th with all this raging storm going on within me? I had to find my peace. I turned to God for an answer. I was led to open Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, where my eyes fell on the indentation Light shining in darkness. In this paragraph, she says, quote, All real being is in God, the divine mind, all powerful and ever present. Suddenly my thought was filled with the light of truth. I heard mortal mind reacts. Divine love responds with more love. And I could see that that was what I needed to do. As I started to do that, I realized that love's idea, man, can only reflect thoughtfulness, intelligence, consideration, and obedience. I felt the raging lies just fade away for lack of presence and action. I knew I had made my demonstration. Nothing was going to disturb my peace. Monday night, as fireworks began, I was calm and at peace. I went right to sleep. I was awakened at 1 a.m. by a very loud bang, but was so grateful that even having been awakened, There was no anger or anxiety as a result. I went back to sleep. The next day, my husband and I went into our local homeowners association office to report the situation. I was very grateful for the calmness with which this was done and have since learned to call the authorities right as the disturbance is going on in order to hold the perpetrators accountable and prevent the reoccurrence of this situation. When we look to God under all circumstances and listen for his message to calm the storm and still the waves of fear and doubt, he never fails to give us exactly what we need to hear and do.
0: Thank you. Bonnie, California. Bonnie from California, go ahead please.
6: Thank you for the readings, Craig. Recently, I had a healing of sadness with the help of a practitioner from this church. Someone close to me was feeling sad, and I seem to have caught that mindset. I'm very happy to report that the healing was complete in a short amount of time, and my friend also reaped the benefits. In miscellaneous in miscellany, Mary Baker Eddy says that good thoughts are an impervious armor clad therewith you are completely shielded from attacks of error of every sort. And not only yourselves are safe, but all whom your thoughts rest upon are thereby benefited. I'm so grateful to know God and for Jesus Christ and for all of Mary Baker Eddy's hard work and sacrifices to make this marvelous way of life available to us all. I'm also grateful to have found this church. It's a very functional website, the round tables, Sunday and Wednesday services, the Bible studies, the practitioners, the music, and the wonderful people that make this all accessible to the world. Mm-hmm. The website is such a wonderful source of material. I always thought Christian science should be free to all, and I thank you for making it so. Years ago, I took a non-Christian scientist friend to the church I attended in Southern California. After the service, she asked me, does this church inspire you? I had to admit that it did not. This church, Plainfield Independent, inspires me. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Luba, Ohio. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please.
7: Lately, I have been working on a situation where I have to make important decisions concerning property. This has brought about some anxiety about the choices or steps I need to take and when. <clears throat> now, in the blue book, on page 116, I found this very helpful. Mrs. Eddie writes, When you are in perplexity or doubt about some important question that must be decided, keep your mind still, cease thinking and wait that the still small voice may speak. No words may come to you. Nevertheless, you will have asked your question. Wait, when the moment arrives, the decisions you will have. Cultivate the habit of trust by daily repeating. I am led by the spirit of infinite wisdom. I consecrate my will, my judgment, my desire, and all my faculty to the decision of the all wise one. I shall hear, I shall know, I shall do right. When you have an earnest desire of the heart, and there seems no way of having it fulfilled, cease thinking of the obstacles, of the impossibilities, and declare with an earnest and definite faith, in my Father's sight there are no closed doors, no obstacles, there are no impossibilities. There is no malignant animal magnetism to prevent me from reflecting light. There is no self-mesmerism to hide me from the truth or to hide the truth from me. This has been just a wonderful... uh, reading or a statement that Mrs. Eddy makes. I'm so grateful for it. Also, uh, I'm so very grateful to my practitioners for suggesting reading and working with Psalm 4 concerning recent problems I have been having with sleep. It says in Psalm 4, in peace I will both lie down and sleep, for thou alone, O Lord, makest me dwell in safety for me this has been both comforting and helpful i'm so very grateful to my practitioner and for all that is available at the plainfield church i'm very happy to be here this evening
0: thank you benjamin
8: thank you um thank you craig for for the inspiring reading tonight i'm happy to be here tonight um recently I just um I had what someone if you don't know better or if you don't know Christian science is something that someone would describe as um nightmare or something. Anyway that was the experience. Um but Mrs. Sadie has um, commanded us in one of her statements in the daily duties um, where she said, Christian Scientist, be a law to yourself, that mental my practice will not harm you um, whether I wake or sleep um and also in the Bible, uh, there was a verse also in the Bible that says, no evil will come near their dwelling. I don't know exactly the book, but this, uh, statement has stayed with me, always with me. Whenever I find myself in a situation like I, I had, uh, um, a couple of nights ago, always think to them, knowing that Evil has no presence. I also know that there's no law but the law of God, the law of truth, the law of harmony, the law of peace, the law of good, and the law of love. These were the statements that I was repeating to myself when I properly woke up scared from the experience I told my wife but I do not want to describe it to her because she wanted to know exactly what well, the nightmare was I told her no because it has no power so no need to re- rehearse it or repeat it the only power they was and is the law of God the law of love. love. Anything else has no power presence. I what with this statement and the one from the Bible that no evil will come near your dwelling throughout that night. And I went back to sleep, and I had a very peaceful sleep that night. The next day, I continued to walk with this truth, and it took care of the fear that would have followed afterwards. I'm so glad I found Christian science which has equipped us with the truth that whenever we find ourselves in this kind of situation and we cling to this truth, evil in any form, from anywhere, the crepes and disappears. There is only one power and it's the power of God. I'm very, very happy that I'm here tonight for what I'm learning here, and what God has given to us to share with the rest of the world. Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Lenny from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Um,
9: I would just like to express my gratitude for this this independent church, um, for the help and encouragement of the practitioner I've been working with, and also for these amazing roundtable sessions I've attended recently, um, there's there's been so much good pouring out that it's almost been like trying to drink from a fire hose. It's 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 been it's been overwhelming, but in a good way. Um, being on my own, the last couple of years, I've actually just been uh, kind of studying and, and working independently, and. I realized with all the craziness going on in the world, it had really begun to wear me down, and I was really struggling with this almost overwhelming sense of the odiousness of error, animal magnetism. It just seemed to be everywhere I looked, um, kind of to the point where I felt like I wasn't doing a good job of of keeping any oil in my own lamp. Um, So just being able to be a part of these sessions and to hear the inspiration and, and to not feel alone has... Uh, has just meant a great a great deal to me lately. Um, this past Sunday's roundtable had some wonderful examples of of trying to operate without oil, um, and I love the analogy of trying to drive a car and expect you know optimal performance without uh, without an infusion of oil. And in this case, that oil being joy and gratitude. Um, and also, I was um, I appreciated the thoughts. Um, or the the is given about the need to seek God with the right motive. So as I've dug into these, kind of my thoughts, um, it's really helping me turn a mental corner on a couple things I've been working on recently. I realize I can't let problems or trials consume me or take my joy and gratitude, and I can't put conditions on them either. Um, <laughs> the more I the more I thought about that, the more ridiculous it seemed to me. Uh, as a reflection of God, I obviously can't put any conditions on what I reflect. Just like God can't do anything other than be God, be 100% good. Um, when it comes to the motive piece of it, too, it gave me a lot to work with because I realized it's easy to approach God with very narrow or personal motives, and God isn't narrow or personal. He's all in all, and I need to see and acknowledge His allness and spend more time including everyone in that allness. Um, I think it's what Mrs. Eddy was talking about um, in the chapter uh, that's called The Way, which was one of our assignments the other week. She refers to that stage of Christian science presents two opposite aspects. She said the full orb promise and a gaunt want. And that idea of a gaunt want really hit me in relation to what the roundtable covered this last week. Um, it seems to me like this gaunt want is approaching God selfishly or putting conditions on my joy and gratitude. Um, this was really helpful to me the other day because something kind of strange came up with the sale of our home, but rather than get all alarmed, I, I really worked with what, um, what was talked about at the round, round table. And I found myself just suddenly feeling super grateful for the home that we're in, the one we're trying to sell. Um, honestly, it was probably a level of gratitude I hadn't felt for it in a while. You know, I I think I'd spent too much time kind of looking forward and forgot to feel this, appreciation and joy for what God had already provided. And that was, it that really seemed to kind of break um, any fear that would try to come into my thought. I, I didn't find myself ruminating over what was going on. I felt very peaceful and I have felt very peaceful this whole time. Um, in the past I might've lost sleep over, you know, bumps like this that would come up, but I've just, I felt very calm and I don't have, I don't feel any fear about what the future holds. So um, that's, that's a big deal for me. And I just, I'm so grateful for that. And that's just a small example of how um, just some of the many ideas at the round table have been such a blessing. So again, so grateful for the people that that are leading the sessions and contributing to them. Grateful for the community at Plainfield, the support of the practitioner, and just, you know, really grateful for the light of Christian science, because I can't
0: imagine a world without it. Thank you nancy from new jersey go ahead please
10: good evening thank you craig for the inspiring readings and for the be- beautiful music the hymns and testimonies tonight i wanted to give my gratitude for the opportunity i was given to witness a beautiful demonstration of god's love for his creation a few weeks ago i noticed a deer lying against our garden shed in the backyard Many hours later, she was still in the same spot. And as I watched her, she slowly stood up, and when she turned, I noticed a very large wound on her side. Mrs. Eddy's statement in Science and Health on page 550 immediately came to me. God is the life or intelligence which forms and preserves the individuality and identity of animals as well as of men. I started declaring this statement knowing that God had formed her and he was right there preserving her in her eternal perfection. She seemed very weak and she didn't get up very much. So the few times when she would briefly wander off, my husband or I would go and put water and food out by the spot where she would come to rest. I kept holding to the truth that God formed and preserved her and she was perfectly cared for. Two days later, she started getting up for longer periods of time and she started eating the clover. She was looking stronger and walking much more easily. The following day, I noticed that she was gone for most of the day. I kept looking for her and that evening, instead of seeing her lying by the shed, she came running through the backyard past the window that I was looking out of and she ran off into the woods. She looked healthy and beautiful. And I knew that this was proof of God's perfect work, affirming the healing power of the truth that was being declared. I'm so grateful to God for His tender, loving care of all of His ideas, so grateful that I was able to witness her swift recovery. I'm so grateful for Mrs. Eddy and for her gift of science and health, filled with the truth that meets our every need. I'm so grateful for my practitioner's support and for all that we are taught here, and I'm grateful to be here this evening. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Gary.
3: I'm grateful to be learning in Christian science that no matter who we're with or what the circumstances are that we find ourselves in, There is still only one mind governing this universe, including all of us. Not many minds conflicting with one another. And it uh, reminded me of an experience I had. It was a few years ago now, when my uh, business partner and I um, had made a decision that we wanted to sell our business, which would of course be a major change not only for us, but it would also be a major change at the time for our clients. And we had uh, one very large client that we were very concerned about, who we knew or expected would be very concerned about this change that we wanted to make. So we called the client and uh, scheduled a meeting to talk about this. And as I was preparing for the meeting, I was thinking of all the things that I could say to persuade this person that this was a good thing for them. And I wasn't feeling very good about that exercise. And then I remembered something that a Christian science practitioner had told me recently before that, that there is only one mind. Not many minds conflicting with one another, but only one mind in control. So I uh, realized that I was going about this meeting all wrong. And I stopped thinking about ways to persuade this person. And I prayed to God to know what I should say. And I work to just put the whole thing in God's hands. And I began to realize that if our client's concerns were legitimate, God would provide an answer that would be good for everybody. And if our client's concerns were not legitimate, our client would know that and recognize it. And with that approach, The meeting could not have gone any better. I laid out the situation factually. Client asked a couple of questions and very quickly realized that uh, his concerns were not necessary and that he was actually happy with what we were planning to do. And I can say that since then he has continued to be very happy with what we did. So I'm very grateful to have learned to put things like this in God's hands and let the one mind govern the way only it can govern (laughs) and get the human mind out of the way. Um, After the meeting, I I thought about it and I realized that if I had gone in there with the attitude that I was going to persuade this client, um, it would have raised suspicions. He would have wondered what I was trying to hide, and it could not have gone as well as it did. But instead, I just went in with the facts and I left the door open for legitimate concerns to be expressed as they were and quickly dealt with. This is just one of many experiences I've had where I could see putting God in control of my life, um, is the only way to live. And I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, for giving us this science of life, science of Christianity, and I'm so grateful for everything that I'm learning here in this church.
0: Thank you. Good evening. I offer my
1: gratitude tonight for my practitioner's prayers and support during the extended time apart and recent visit from my youngest grandson, who is 10 and lives in Pennsylvania. We had not seen each other in person for over two years. His activities were very restricted for two years, and we kept in touch with letters, some texting, and phone calls, and he was here for a day, and he had a wonderful time swimming and ate with gusto. I am learning here at Plainfield that there is no separation because we are never separated from love. Our times are truly in God's hands, and he perfecteth everything that concerneth me and everyone. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Jeremy.
2: Uh, We have a testimony from Izzy in England.
11: Good evening. A few weeks ago, I went for a walk and realized about halfway around that I no longer had my phone, which had been in my pocket. So I uh, guessed that I had dropped it when I was in the field with very, very long grass with the dogs and thought, oh dear, okay. And I just had this incredibly calm feeling and I just knew that the phone was not lost, that even if I didn't know where it was, Infinite Mind definitely knew where it was. And so I... I felt that I really didn't need to do anything. I had this feeling that it was I was going to come back. But um I thought, well, I should really put some effort in. So I borrowed a phone and I went around the field calling my phone and realised it was pretty... <laughs> it's going to be quite hard to find this phone. So I just uh, went back home and I put on the local social media group for the village that I'd lost my phone and if anybody found it could they let me know and then the that evening I thought oh I probably should put some more action so I did go around again and again it was just the size of the field and the the length of the grass was just a bit daunting and I just Still stayed really, really calm and knew that it would not be lost. Uh, nothing was lost. And quite late at night, I suddenly remembered that I put this message on the, the village group. So I checked the page and lo and behold, there was a um, message from someone saying that they'd found a phone in the field. And so the next day I got in touch with the lady and the next day I went around and took her a jar of marmalade and um, said, thank you very much and got my phone back. And it was just the most wonderful calm <laughs> experience. What was really interesting was the amount of people who came up to me afterwards because they saw my post on, on the social media page and they said, oh, did you get your phone? I bet you never seen it again. And I said, oh, yeah, 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 I did the next day. And they couldn't believe that. I got my phone back. <laughs> and then other people who I that day, I was saying, look, I've lost my phone. So just drop me an email. And people came back and said, Oh, I bet you're panicking. It's the worst thing ever. And actually, I was just really enjoying the break (laughs) from having my phone. And I just had this real trust that it it was going to come back. It was the strength of my trust was quite interesting to experience. And so I was so grateful that, uh, you know, that, that I did get my phone back. And this lady, despite all the odds of how long the grass was in the field and everything just happened to walk past it and see it. So yeah, I was just so grateful for this wonderful experience and so grateful for Christian Science and knowing that I don't have to panic when these things happen. And so grateful to Mrs. Eddy for bringing us this. Thank you very much. Florence,
0: Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you thank you craig
12: for the beautiful readings about daniel once more proving for all of us that with god everything is possible i have two testimonies and the first one is from australia he says i badly grazed my knuckles while moving furniture immediately i started with the scientific statement of being and also had only recently read articles on body by Martha Wilcox. I affirm that fingers are spiritual and have a God-given purpose and so must always be perfect. All is infinite mind and it's infinite manifestation. Part of this manifestation is imperfect whole fingers expressing God and doing God's work. The pain disappeared immediately, and within a day, there was no evidence of the injury. My understanding of God, and importantly, my relationship with God, is growing daily. And the next one is from Germany. I am so grateful that I am daily relearning the dear lessons of life, love, and living that I get to explore with practitioner support i am a visual artist and i have worked as a visual artist all my life today i learn how to let god guide my hand to see as god sees and to express what god wants this involves knowing that supply comes from the supreme being god who loves each of us and all right activity and expression are honored and cared for. I live in Hamburg, Germany, and I have worked with Christian science all my life. I came to Plainfield with the Helter Skelter approach of some healings happening and others not. Now I am getting and learning to understand what Mary Baker Eddy has written in inhale literature, which shows us that it is our God-given right to be cared for, to receive supply. A light that shines cannot be hidden, and the talents that we receive from God are to be shared as images that are spiritually inspired and can only reflect and radiate the light of natural healing natural awareness and the dignity of walking in the light of love as a child of God. I have been healed of many things and I'm grateful for them as the healing was the natural outcome of listening to God, being with God and walking with God. Each time I am some each time I have something to meet, I have to handle the belief of fear, of being apart God, So in learning what science and health share, I see my artwork with new eyes and new doors are opening. I am so grateful for this, and I am grateful to be able to listen to the round table and Sunday sessions where so much love and wisdom are radiated in the light of acknowledging that God does not take me part of the way but all of the way. I'm sincerely grateful for everything. Oh, let's praise God and thank him for his love and kindness for giving us Christian science what will save our world. So grateful to be here tonight and to
0: hear all the testimony.
12: Happy to be here.
0: Thank you. Mary.
13: Good evening. We're running over time again, but I'll read a few things tonight. Um, First are some couple of comments about the uh, July 3rd roundtable with the theme of joy and gratitude are essential elements of any healing. These roundtable discussions are so helpful to me. Even though I had been exposed to Mrs. Eddy's writings at an early age and kept feeling there was truth in them, There was so much I wasn't grasping on my own. I don't feel like I am on my own anymore. And thanks to the sharing from all of you and all the material freely made available on your website, my understanding is growing every day, and I am starting to be able to put what I am learning into practice. I am so grateful. And then, truly how wonderful and and instructive these round tables are. Thank you so much for the spiritual tools that you give us to overcome error. I am sure that Mrs. Eddy would be very grateful for you bringing Christian science back on track. She feared that the cause of Christian science would be lost in the passing of time because she knew this would happen. You have rescued it and you continue to rescue it every time for the blessing of us all and for all mankind. I'm so happy to have found you. And this is from Australia, also referring to this round table discussion and the article that was quoted from Herbert Ricci. Yes, wow, just wow. I can't put this article down at the moment. The inspired readings of an excerpt at the end of the round table on Saturday turned on the most blazing, crystallized light in my thought. God bless dear Mrs. Eddy for her divinely inspired understanding to provide the learning that we need right now. God bless Mrs. Eddy and our early workers for putting this light into context to be precisely understood and applied to remedy these times." She goes on, but anyway, it was just a lot of gratitude expressed there. And then New York City, thank you so much for this association address and for this past roundtable session. The association address is filled with truth and so appropriate for now and the turmoils and don't and don't visions plaguing our country at this time. Very grateful this has been made available for all to read and ponder. And that association address is on our website on the carousel. And then from Hawaii. I have been following, listening, learning daily from the weekly Bible lessons and available online material that I go back to repeatedly. There is always due insight and something more to learn. And of course, the more I learn, the more I realize I know very little. How rich this science is. I have learned that stilling the senses is not the same as numbing the senses. To quiet the senses is to invite the All-Knowing Divine Source in. To distract the senses into pacification is to invite mortal rot in. And there is a big difference. I erroneously believe that watching inane videos or playing innocent games was harmless, but I've learned that this distraction robs me of my pursuit and of the real jewel, and that is to know God better I am so grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. No longer do I feel bereft and rudderless, but filled with a true purpose and reason for living a rich and full life. Self-centeredness is giving way to selflessness and a desire to help others in the world. I also want to thank Mrs. Roberts for her words on tithing. She is correct. We must all support the Lighthouse, Plainfield, so that she can continue to be the beacon for seekers of truth. Blessings from Wamiya, Hawaii. One more from South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield, for the wonderful way in which you present the Comforter and for that which you make available through your website. For practitioner support you make available the Bible studies, roundtable presentations, the Sunday morning church service, as well as the Wednesday evening testimony meetings. It is also a blessing to be able to preview and or review the Wednesday night meeting presentations. I love the emphasis that Christian Science gives to the Bible and to the little book, OPEN, which we know as the Christian Science textbook. I am grateful for the watching points so beautifully synchronized with each lesson. I am blessed also by being reminded of the daily duties established by our leader. I thank God for the Bible, for Christ Jesus, for Mary Baker Eddy, and the Christian Science textbook, the little book open. Thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Independent, for your faithful work. And a special thanks to the practitioners for their support. I'll just end saying I, too, am very grateful for the beautiful readings tonight. Uh, yes, one with God is a majority. We must never forget that. it's It's not in numbers. It's in our faithfulness and our consecration to God. So grateful to be with you all tonight. Thank you.
0: To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
5: Hymn number 280, praise my soul, the king of heaven, to his feet thy tribute bring, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, who like us his praise should sing. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise the everlasting king. Hymn number 280.